surprise in-person podcast dude my guy pretty crazy i mean this is a this is a new location for us it is we haven't done this location yet this is we did promise we would move locations but i think i said it would be a different home that's right you did say a different home we're not in a different home and you did not know that i would be in town so now we're here and we're doing off-season burning questions this is season two of the 53 podcast. My name is Luke. This is Jason. We're about to get into it. We got some burning questions that are a little off the grid. We don't need to talk about Aaron Rodgers anymore. We don't need to talk about what's going on with the Houston Texans. Let's break down some things that we think are exciting and kind of some teams that we're excited about as the 53 goes into it. Let's rock it, baby. All right, let's do it. This, uh, the first question is my favorite question, so we're going to get it out of the <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we'll go from there. But my first question to you, Jason, because I think you already know my answer, but does the addition of Matthew Stafford in L.A. make the Rams a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Not to be contrarian because we all know your answer. The answer is no. Really? Matt Stafford puts up a lot of garbage time. I don't think they're going to have as much garbage time. They're going to be a lot closer games, and I know Matt Stafford to choke. Okay. They've got the elite defense. They've got some weapons. I just, I think it's in his DNA. I, I'm going to take the proof in the pudding that they're a couple years removed from a Super Bowl appearance. So that kind of makes them a contender. They have the best defense in the NFC. Time out. Isn't that a contradictory statement right there though? No, because I'm getting there. They're, these, they're these, away. They're a couple years out, but they're still a contender. Like no, 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 these add up, these add up. All right. All right. I'm tracking. Go ahead. So they're two years removed from being in the Super Bowl. Last year, they had the number one ranked defense in the NFC. And they won a playoff game with a backup quarterback. They did. They had a rookie running back who's going to be a second-year guy. He looks to be explosive. They had three running backs. They bring in Deshaun Jackson, who I think can still take the top off the defense. They have a good receiving core to begin with. They lost their secret weapon in their backup tight end. They did lose the secret weapon in their backup <laughs> tight end. But I think this team has what it takes to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender in the NFC. Uh, and if you ask me, I think it goes in, in the NFC, it goes the Bucks, then the Rams, then pick your poison on the rest. Not impressed with what the Saints might be jogging out there. Um, obviously, the, the Packers, pa- obviously the Packers, if, if Rodgers is there, Nobody in the East really scares me. The West is a big question mark uh, outside of them with, with the Seahawks being a huge question mark, the Niners being a question mark, the Cardinals we'll get into later is a question mark. So it's all four of them. So I do think they're legitimate Super Bowl contenders because out of the NFC, there's only one team that you can legitimately say at this point would be higher than them as far as a projected win total. That's true, but I, you know, how do you call a Super Bowl contender if they're not even a lock for the playoffs? I know there's an extra spot, but That's you think about, we're talking about the West specifically. That's true. They aren't. They there's are not four playoff teams there. Well, there's four potential playoff potential teams. Potential playoff there. teams. Correct. I I don't see the Seahawks being as good as they were last year. Right off the bat, they got a lot of turnover. I I don't see that happening. People think the Niners are going to come back. I don't really see that happening. I see that more than some, but I, I don't think I don't think back. You're not going to get another thirteen and three. 
You're not getting that. Well, exactly. That's kind of what I'm saying here. And you're then, getting an elite defense. You're getting playoffs. And then the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, they got to prove it. They were eight and eight last year. Very inconsistent. I'm leaning on these Rams to to win games with their defense and Matthew Stafford to make the extra play when they need him to, which they haven't had. That's true. I mean, it felt like you know we talked about this kind of when they went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. The Rams under Goff was kind of more of a dare I say it, everybody cancel me, I don't care, felt a lot like it was a Mitchell Trubisky run offense in that McVay only had so much to work with and he had to limit reads and only consolidate one to two, one half of the field, which takes away any, not skill, but the preparation and really the intangibles of playing quarterback, you've taken that away and he still couldn't do it just on talent alone. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I, I, I think that's what Matthew Stafford opens up for this offense gives them a lot more flexibility in play calling and to know that this dude has come back from so many fourth quarter deficits in his career. He just has that pedigree. I know that didn't lead to many playoff games or playoff victories. I don't think he has a single one or uh, winning seasons, but, (laughs) but the experience that he has being down in games, I think is going to help a team like this. Um, So I'm excited for him. I, I would bet money on him. They're projected 10 and a half wins in Vegas. Jason, so yeah. this is my second question to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was the the big ask. Yeah. Now my other ask is ten and a half wins over under that for under. the LA Rams. You're under. going under. The, the, well, okay. So now time out. Initial you gut reaction. Seventeen games. I was now. just say a gut reaction is under because of who you're playing all conference. You got but you got the extra game is what I think about. So yeah. really, what's ten and a half games? Is it really like nine and three quarter games? Well, I don't know. This is this know? a new territory that we're in. Uh, 10 and a half games. I mean, so that means that means 11 wins. That means they have to go 11 and six. I think that's a lot more palatable than 11 and five. Yeah. Stop knocking the desk. Sorry, man. I got a little excited there. The one thing I got to say is, 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 you know, Stafford, you mentioned, I know how to play from behind. Okay. Does he know how to play from ahead given he's got an elite defense? Oh my God. What and a, not what choke these take. things away. What a take. I don't know. I've never really Come been on. concerned about Stafford. Stafford has ripped the Vikings his whole career. That's not hard. Uh, come on. We've had <laughs> some good defenses in the past, and Stafford is not scared. He is not scared. And I he's say got, he's got balls. He's a slinger. I'll give him that. He's He's got a good receiving core, 2,000-yard uh, receivers. They're adding Deshaun Jackson that I can't talk about enough. They got a second-round pick and do 2-2-12 two, 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 uh, from Louisville. It's enough about the soon to be Super Bowl contenders, LA Rams. Bruh. We'll go to the second one. This is one of your teams that you enjoy watching. Uh, so I'm going to ask you this question as well, but do the New England Patriots find a spot in the 2021 playoffs? Man, I have to go with no. Really? I have to go with no. And the reason behind that is a couple is that this looks, they spent a ton of money. They're getting a ton of guys back. It all looks too good to be true on paper. The quarterback position is pretty much up in the air. Yeah. I think that they'll actually have a chance to surpass the Miami Dolphins this year. Okay. But I, I say no, not because of the Patriots. I say no because of the rest of the conference. The rest of the conference. AFC is stacked. You had uh, last year when we were playing 16 games, you had every team was 11 and 5 or better. Okay. Okay. So now by the logic, we were just saying 11 and 6. So it's 10 and a half wins. We were just talking about for the Rams. Right. Is New England going 11 and 6? And probably 12 and 5? Are they going 12 and 5? I don't know about Dude, that. I, I, I'm opposite of you here, too. I, I think, yes, I think they are a playoff team from 2021. 
simply because the guys that they bring in, a dude like Jalen Mills, super excited about. I know Mac Jones doesn't move the meter for that many people, but that quarterback competition between him and Cam Newton is exciting to me. And then the weapons you bring in on offense, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, Nelson Aguilar, who had a revitalized season last year with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Bourne, still yet to be seen, athletic freak. I like it. I really do like it. Um, they were what? A play away from beating the Seahawks last year. They were a play away from beating, um, who was it? The Chiefs as well. They, yes. And I know it's just a game of inches and that's how it works, but making those plays to win those games completely changes the face of that off or the face of that team finishing eight and eight compared to nine and seven or 10 and six. Right. So what does that mean going into this year? And I know Cam Newton threw only what 12 through for 12 touchdowns and like 15 picks doesn't look good. I know that, but I think it's going to be better. These two tight ends. I'm really excited for the offense. The tight end guy about them two tight ends. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, it's hot. Let me break it down it's this Bill way. Bill Belichick. It is. It is. Let me break it down this way, though. The two things. One, when's the last time the highest spender in free agency went to the playoffs? The L.A. Rams. That's not – When they went to the Super Bowl. That's – okay, rare. Okay. It but they didn't win the Super Bowl. They lost to the Patriots. But did they go? They went. All right, so I rephrased my question. All right, got that. The point is, mathematically speaking, it does not usually pay off. The other part of it is – what are they modeling? They're trying to go for the Patriot way. The Patriot way worked when you had weapons that were over the middle of the field, tight ends, and a good slot receiver. Why? Because it was an option routes and it was precision. Cam That's is not that way. Yeah, he has not performed the yeah, same he way. He has not performed the same way with weapons I as other precision quarterbacks have you said the, you said the stats yourself. I hope he does because that's a sweet story but that's not where my money's going there's no way to I make the playoffs in. no way not not on, not on that type of thing you're putting the you're putting the weight on the tight end Steelers aren't making the playoffs this year there's so, one spot we found one spot already they yeah okay Browns might not make the playoffs uh, I don't know about that. So you got the Browns, you got the Ravens. You know, you, you know got, the 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 Patriots also bring in Matthew Judon, who's a starting guy. Sure. Yes, and they get Dante Hightower back. Jalen Mills. They get Jalen Mills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say he's a baller. I'd say he's very streaky. He bring he brings a tenacity to your defense that this team desperately needs. Uh, tenacity. I don't know. I would say swagger. Yeah, swagger. Different. I, I like tenacious, but I like swag. All right. So, all right, we're on with that. But I think I think you asked. You said a good thing there. Is the Browns not making the playoffs? Now I don't know about that. And that kind of is a perfect segue to number three. It is. So number three, the question is: Are they a favorite to win the AFC North? And to me, I want to say yes, but it's blasphemous. Still, it still hurts to my core to even think about that. Are the Cleveland Browns the favorite to win the NFC North, Jason? Uh, AFC North. Or AFC North. I'd have to agree with you. As rough as the season ended for the Ravens, as it has the last two years, I still think they're the favorite just because the system that they play in is so dynamic. Mm -hmm that they know that they're going to run the ball more than any other team. They're going to throw less than any other team and they're just going to straight up beat you that way and then play consistent defense. I still like it. They're going to help out the passing game. They drafted the first round rookie and they bring in uh, Sammy Watkins. So Sharp Bateman, University of Minnesota guy. 
I think they help a little bit, take the pressure off Lamar Jackson in the passing game and the rookie running the ball there. Uh, you'll have to remind me his name. Dobbins. Yeah. JK Dobbins is going to be uh, an absolute freak. I think come fantasy season, he's going to be the guy to draft. Everybody's going to want him on the team. Yep. And the Ravens are still that team to beat, but I really do like the Cleveland Browns going into this year. Yeah. We talked about this kind of draft time and they're, they're starting, they're starting to do things more the right way. I mean, they, you know, we were talking about big spending and play uh, free agency. They've been that team the last couple of years. Yeah. Didn't get them as far as anybody thought yep. this year. They doubled down in drafting. Well, they drafted well last year. Now you've got some younger guys making plays, making things happen. Um, and then, you know, you see this freakish Miles Garrett videos every two weeks, it seems. That's right. Dunking That's on good. dudes. He's and popping off. Jumping up 80 feet in the air and all that shit. So, I mean, can one guy carry a team? I don't know. But uh sure looks like he can squat the whole team. He can squat the whole team. I'm I'm in on the potential of this team. It Another team that revolves around the run game. I think they have the best one-two back system in the NFL. They do. And they're going to lean on that as much as they can this year. They had a successful season without Odell Beckham. Imagine having him on this offense as well. They won a playoff game without their new head coach. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, they... What? First off, they won a playoff game. And then you can tell me they won a playoff game without their head coach? They won a playoff game against a division rival who's been shitting on them for 20 years. In Pittsburgh. It was pretty impressive. And they, they kicked the shit out of them early, let Pittsburgh come back into the game. I, I'm still doubling down on the Cleveland Browns. Uh, if there was a playoff, yes or no, I'm going to take them as a yes. But to win the AFC North is just, as far as the numbers games go, the Ravens are built to win games in the regular season. That's what they're built to do. Mm-hmm. But their proven formula hasn't quite worked in the playoffs yet. I can't wait until it actually does. And this year might be the year for them. Who knows? Uh, but at this point, I, I'm going to have to say no. I don't think they can win the AFC North. I'm with you there. We agree on one thing. Thank God. All right. Number four, Jason. Number four. Who is the fantasy wide receiver one? on your draft board if you're drafting today drafting today you're drafting today today, today means that aaron Rodgers is still a member of the green bay packers today so that's, aaron Rodgers is a member of the green bay packers even though he's chilling in hawaii with his girlfriend yeah and the dude who's like Miles Teller. yeah <laughs> and he's, he's in the whiplash drum movie right um well that to me it's hands down Devonte adams but cooler heads would say after July 1st, you're probably not going to see Aaron Rodgers in green and gold or green and pea yellow, whatever color that is. Yeah, I mean, I think Devontae Adams is, is the right call. I mean, he had 18 touchdowns last year. And I don't see him slowing down. And he's not going to slow down the whole offense in the red zone. Is Well, if you remember a year ago, we're talking about Aaron Jones going to get all these red zone touchdowns right and what we found out is aaron jones got a little nicked up and what they did said nah we're not gonna run the ball we'll just throw these like long handoff yeah they were doing a a lot of like the motion zigs and stuff to get him open to score those touchdowns but jason i'll be a contrarian here and say no Devontae adams is not my number one receiver i want to go all the way to my number two guy but that's a little too far I'll mention him, but I'll say the number one receiver is Stefan Diggs. I really do think Stefan Diggs 
what he did in his first year with Josh Allen, it's only going to get better. He is the legitimate superstar on that team. They have not put an emphasis on the run game since he's been there, and they're not going to again this year. Stefan Diggs, if healthy, could break some records this year. And I'm excited to watch it. He had a game, and it's going to be crazy. And that's um, something, too. Don't think, don't forget about that. He plays against Stefan Gilmore, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones twice a year. So well, that, to put up that type of production is impressive. That is very true. I think there's some honorable mentions here. Sure. Uh, very easy honorable mentions, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill quietly scored 15 touchdowns last year. People don't know how big of a threat he was in the red zone. Just because he's a fast guy doesn't mean he can't score in the red zone. Uh, I, I think he's a very much a 1A in this conversation, I could see him being taken. Yep. The, the, the only tough thing about Tyreek Hill is he's not the number one option on this team. No. If there wasn't a Travis Kelsey there, he's, he's far and away my number one option. Sure. Uh, and then other guys that I'm looking at are the Young Bucks. So you got DK Metcalf as a possibility. My guy, A.J. Brown. There's nobody else there. Corey Davis is gone. They not literally they're, they're literally waiting for a spot to be filled, Jason. They are. And then obviously Justin Jefferson, I have to mention. But okay. as we talk about a spot to be filled, we go on to our next question. Let's do it. Does Julio Jones stay in Atlanta? Where do you see him fitting in, if not? Well, the narrative has been he's going to go to New England or Tennessee. And I like both fits. I think that changes our outlook on both those teams quite a bit because they do both seem to be a piece away on offense. Uh, obviously, doing a little bit more than that. But um, I don't know. I'm still, jury's still out on this one because it sounds like Atlanta's asking for a first. Teams are saying, yeah, second or third because he comes with a high price tag. And somebody's still got to pay it. There's no, there's no discount. There's no restructure. There's no relief That's with right. this type of money. So it sounds like he asked for a trade and they're trying to honor that, which is cool. It sounds pretty, he- it sounds like a pretty heavy ask. It, it is a heavy point. ask. They're trying to do the classy thing. But you've only you but knowing that you've only got X your market is this big just based on salary cap alone, especially because you know it was reduced salary cap, you're down to like 182, mm-hmm. which is really low. Um, and then of that, who's needy and who's willing. Right. So it's I, I don't know the answers. I don't have an opinion. I'd hate to see it, but uh, it's nice to see those recruiting video videos from your guy. Yeah. Uh, AJ Brown in Tennessee, but that would also hurt his fantasy value. Well, that's what a lot of people say is that it would hurt his fantasy value. I disagree. You're I think the it would rising help his fantasy value. Helps well, all the time. Well, yeah, it would help for me. Options. Well, if, if you look at what Kelvin Ridley was able to do with Julio Jones on the other side, just imagine what A.J. Brown could do with Julio Jones on the other side. Obviously, the targets go away, but quality of reps. Quality of reps could go up. Um, and what I see here is – no, I don't think he moves. I really don't. I think because of there's not a fit, no one's going to do it, or it's just too hard to move him. It, I think it's gotten to the point where it's too hard. I know the NFL is getting closer and closer to the NBA as far as guys moving and trades happening for big name players. It's which has been really fun and exciting, especially in the off season. But a guy of this caliber at this late in his career still warms up yeah still warrants a really high price tag as far as a trade commodity and i don't know if that will be matched because what does julio jones bring into a team that doesn't need a number one but needs a consistent receiver so like does 
do the Titans actually need Julio Jones or do they just need somebody to come in? They need more of a Marvin Jones than a Julio Jones. If you, if you get, if you catch my flow. Well, I mean, there's a couple things that he does. I mean, obviously we're, the biggest thing is the on-field production, but I mean, you've got a red zone threat that helps relieve that. They did just Tennessee lost a tight end. Yeah. Um, you've got a mentor for AJ Brown. Who's going to be that dude. Yeah. You've got situations where he's not going to be single covered. So that's relief across the board. Yeah. You have to respect that. You can't put 12 in the box against Henry. It's very true. You've got, if you've got both splits, I mean, you have to be well, you got at the least two biggest receivers, the two biggest receivers in the NFL. In well, it worked for the bears when they had Elshon and Brandon Marshall, they, they lit up the league for two years with the highest flying offense. So it's, it's definitely doable. Right. Um, but the other thing is you get a physical guy, he'll block. So you get him and AJ Brown blocking too. I mean, you just, it's a, it's but a, you get experience. A, you get a mentor for him and you get a mentor for Tannehill, which a lot of people think obviously Vrabel's still kind of young to this thing. They've got a younger team. Yeah. So well, we'll if see. you could, if you could build a Vrabel offense, I mean, it's, oh, he's that dude right there. It's, it's the biggest running back in the league and the <laughs> two biggest wide receivers in the league. And that's what, that's the potential that could happen. So uh, pretty exciting to see. I I would love to see it happen. I, I would love to see the Titans to get them. I, I know my chips were pushed in for 10 years on the Houston Texans. My chips are fully out of the Houston Texans and pushed into the Titans. If you haven't figured that out already, the Nashville Titans, uh, the Nashville Titans are the team I cheer for now. Um, so yeah, I would love it. I've never been a huge Julio Jones guy as far as just fandom but obviously always appreciated his game. Julio Jones reminds me of like Tim Duncan. He's just never really outspoken, but always makes a play. Very fundamental. He'll put up 300 uh, yards. Like yeah, he'll, fired. yeah, he'll have like, <laughs> he'll have a huge game every once in a while. He's just like a consummate pro. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know where that comparison lands, but that's kind of how I always feel. I always like the guy with a little bit more swagger. Yep. He never really showcased the swagger, even though he does, he walks with swag, but he's like a, a quiet swag guy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my take there. Next, this kind of um, bleeds into it. At least my take on it bleeds into this one. Okay. Uh, from the last question. This is question number six. Who will the offensive rookie of the year be? Justin Fields. Next question. Justin Fields. Do you think Justin <laughs> Fields is going to start day one? No. Um, you know, I actually, should. I think I think this is actually going to go to a receiver this year. Do you think so? I, I think I think it's easy because we've seen quarterback, especially the way that Herbert took it on last year. Um, I don't know if any of the quarterbacks are going to be really put in a position to be that spectacular. Um, yeah. You think about the quarterbacks that got drafted. None of them have what Herbert had in that they already had a decent team there. They got a good defense. They've got weapons. Right. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, not really. Hey, uh, I, come on. I, Zach Wilson, I'm no. Not. Trey Lance, maybe, but he's probably not going to play for a while. Yeah, I'm out of Justin Fields, Lance. I'd like to say yes, but no. Mac Thank Jones, you. is it going to play for a while? So, I mean, I don't see the quarterback, unless, again, injury, you know, so, you don't plan on a punctured lung. But Well, I'll, I'll let you play it out. So, if, if, if you think it's a receiver, does that automatically go to Jamar Chase because he's nope. the first? Who do you like? Um, I haven't decided officially, but it's going to be one of those Bama receivers. You Okay. It's going well, to be Waddle or it's going to be Smith. All right. Devontae Smith has uh, – 
I think he has a lot of responsibility on his shoulders to like carry this Eagles he's a, offense. He's a smooth operator. It's uh, it looks like a mess for the Eagles right now. That's how I see it. Uh, so if he could come in and like provide stability to that offense, it would be really cool. I think to it's going to make him shine through more. It definitely could. I'm I'm going to fight for Trevor Lawrence real quick. Okay. Uh, you know I'm a DJ Chark guy. What? Love DJ Chark. They get Marvin Jones Jr. So he goes as a free agent down to Jacksonville. He does that probably because the money's good, but he also knows that Trevor Lawrence is coming in. So he's excited about that. I think he's a legitimate number two. He's caught 10 touchdowns in his career before. Uh, And then they got LaVishka Snault, which is great. They got a first round rookie running back. They got James James Robinson. So I do think Trevor Lawrence can easily put up numbers and they like to give the offensive rookie of the year to a quarterback. So I think he's the heavily favorited one. But the guy I'm looking at and the bang for my buck, if we're talking Vegas, he's plus 1100 right now. You put $100 down, you can win $1,100. That's Kyle Pitts. And why I bring it back to last right. question is right. if Julio Jones leaves, Kelvin Ridley is obviously a stud and Kelvin Ridley skyrockets on all fantasy boards. But what does that mean for Kyle Pitts? Kyle Pitts could be put in a situation where they throw the ball more than almost any other team, right? The Atlanta Falcons do. And he seems like a dude who is more poised and ready than any other tight end we've ever seen. And maybe more poised and ready than some of these wide receivers. So would you be willing to put a couple dollars down on a guy like Kyle Pitts to win? No, the year? no, I would not. The only re- not to contradict you. Cause I think you've said that really well. Thanks. I'm just thinking about rookie tight ends more than rookie, anything else. They don't produce they like don't. that. I mean, to, you think about it. So to have an elite year, I mean, we're not talking Travis Kelsey numbers or Kittle numbers. To have an elite year, you probably need what? 60 to 70 balls, 800 yards and 10 touchdowns. I mean, that's that's ridiculous for any tight end. Yeah. But now to be a rookie where this is a really hard transition and he's not a true tight end. He's more of a Jimmy Graham type tight end than he right. is a true Y. Right. There's going to be a big adjustment period and defenses are getting smarter, faster and more skilled at covering. Well, so to win rookie of the year, no. To put up good numbers, yes, but not rookie of the year. Well, I agree with you, and that's why I think Lawrence is the guy. Sure. As the heavy favorites, but uh, what what we've seen as far as wide receivers go, I mean, Justin Jefferson shatters the rookie wide receiver record by a mile, and still doesn't uh, still doesn't get rookie of the year because they give it to the quarterback who also broke the touchdown record for rookies. But uh, I think Kyle Pitts kind of is in a league of his own if he came out had a thousand yards receiving seven eight ten touchdowns i don't know what the if the media is going to know what to do with them they're well, going to get hyped but what do you what do you start calling them you just is he just a big slot receiver well i mean we, we've seen it i mean jimmy graham was the mention we've seen that in jimmy graham when he lined up mm-hmm. more in the slot and outside than he did in a traditional tight end set so we've seen it happen before it's going to happen again here um that's one to keep my eye on. It's something that I might throw a couple of dollars on just to see if I can walk away with some, you know? Sure. What I'm do you think about number seven? seven? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we talked a little bit about Jalen Waddle. So this we one's going to go towards to a time down in Dolphin Town. Do Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle make two more appealing? Does that really kind of move the meter for them, the potential that they have this year? What are you thinking? Nah, dude, I'm out on Tua. I'm so out. And I think I'm, I think I am jaded 
by what they did to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, that that, still, you still got that butt hurt though, huh? Yep. So I, until I see the proof in the pudding mm -hmm. on this Tua guy, I am out. Uh, and no, I, I, I love Will Fuller. I think he is probably one of the most electric wide receivers in the league. If he can stay on the field, he's proved that time and time again. Um, but what does that mean for a guy like Tua who last year looked like he was seeing ghosts and was not confident, uh, whatsoever throwing the ball downfield. So you bring in a speedster in Jalen Waddle, a Will Fuller, who's electric all over the field. And if we can't throw it downfield, then what do these guys do for your offense? Does not move the meter for me. I'm excited to watch because if Tua could take that next step up, these guys could really shine, but I'm kind of out on it. I am out on Tua, but, you know, because with him, obviously last year, a lot of, not a lot of weapons and they were focused on protecting him and you got the drama with Fitzmagic, that type of thing. They didn't choose to put pressure on the offense to push the ball. It was very, very conservative. I think that they now is the time that they're going to have to open up and we're going to see for sure. Obviously they've added weapons now because you got Parker Fuller and Waddle, but again, I'm out on Tua just because I don't think he's going to be able to be dynamic enough. And I think their backup is Jacoby Brissett. Sure. So the other part of it being, I don't know, is Tua going to stay healthy? Is Will Fuller going to stay healthy? Is Devontae Parker going to stay healthy? I mean, you've got these younger guys with health concerns. It's not, a soft division. Well, let me ask you this then. As we sit here, you say that they won't move the meter, but compared to what they did last year, all the meter would have to move is one more game. If they won one more game, they would have made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly where they sat. And I think they would have won one more game if Fitzpatrick stayed in. But now, all things equal, add these two pieces on offense. Do you think they have the ability to win one more game, in quotes, this year? I don't think so gotcha because you think about how they started the year with fitz magic yeah he won some games oh yeah exactly and he I mean, was the reason they won that's exactly what's going next i mean it's, it's that simple well and now you're 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 playing into my patriots take as well because if if the dolphins kind of fall off then it makes more room for the patriots yeah but the other game is not a division game that's two games though Come on. All right. Number I eight. see what you're reaching for, but it is I was, exactly I was, that. I was eight. reaching there for a Reach. second. I was reaching there for a second. Number eight. So we were talking about a youth movement happening in the Dolphins team, yep. right? They're bringing in, they got the second year quarterback. Will Fuller's still somewhat young. Jalen Waddle, rookie coming in, uh, first round draft pick. Number eight, the Arizona Cardinals are on a little different trajectory. They, they opted to bring in some veteran names to help out probably the most inconsistent team we saw. They came out to a really hot start. Oh my God, Kyler Murray could be the MVP and then fell flat on their ass in the second half of the season. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins coming in was a huge benefit to the team, but now they're bringing in veteran guys who might not have as much in the tank, but they're veteran leadership might help. So what do you think about them adding guys like JJ Watt, AJ Green, and Malcolm Butler to this team? And do you think it brings some legitimacy to this organization? I do. I, I absolutely do. Veteran leadership is the most underrated thing. Now you don't pay a guy millions of dollars for that, but it's like the most, I was saying about Julio earlier in the podcast too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, JJ, consummate pro. AJ Green has done a lot. Uh, you know, as far as the receiver, it'd be good for a quarterback. 
Uh, Malcolm Butler's been on the big stage. He's performed in the clutch moments of the big stage. Um, you lost Patrick Peterson, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, but you get Chandler Jones back. And even if he's lost a step, he still was a sack leader. Was it two years ago? Two years ago. So you pair him and JJ, it looks great on tape. You got your on paper. We'll see if they put it on tape. You got aging pass rushers, but it's a different mentality when you've got guys that know how to win. Yeah. Especially because this is a, a, a younger team. And this is a team that I want to root for. Um, I'm excited about they drafted another, you know, prototype 6'4, 4340 linebacker again that Isaiah Simmons last year and like this is uh Zavin something um just fast huge take up space it looks like they're hybridizing their defense again yeah um so it's the one you could have fun with I mean we said last year deficit this year this is going to be a Madden team to play with yeah um it's a team you can get excited for uh another year in the system another year for maturity for the quarterback I think there's a lot to talk about yeah I I'm very interested to see what this team can do. I think they're once again a wild card team as far as like we don't know. Week in and week out, it's a wild card. It's 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 a flip of a coin. Are they going to show up this week? Are they not? Uh, I, I love J.J. Watt and the legitimacy he brings to this team. I think he's the only one that really moves the meter for me. I, I don't think A.J. Green or Malcolm Butler really is going to do much more than just provide a name um, to this team. Uh, Buda Baker is there. He's switching numbers, which is a line of controversy. Uh, Hassan Riddick has now since moved. He's going to be playing for the Panthers, which is a little bit of a loss, but you alluded to them getting a a rookie in the first round to kind of replace that as well. I I don't know. I'm still... Give me some more time on the Arizona Cardinals. I'm still... I'm not ready to jump all in. I think I was last year when they made the move um, to get their wide receiver. But at this point, I I need to see more out of Kyler Murray. I need to see more consistency mm-hmm. on that offense. Kenyon Drake leaves. He goes to your Raiders. Uh, so what does that mean for this team as well? James Connor's uh, in. Yeah, James Connor. Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Uh, so there, there, there's a lot to be answered still for the Arizona Cardinals my closing thought for this one is is it is it a a personnel thing is it a coaching thing or is it a schematic thing because I agree so much especially the offensive side the identity needs to have consistency to it but what is your consistency rooted in it's not just quarterback play it's your run game and your offensive line yeah and when you're schematically throwing the ball 50 times a half and you're more prone in this short passing game to be more three and outs. You're not really giving your quarterback a chance to get in a rhythm. If it doesn't go perfect to start, right. you're not establishing a run game. You're gassing your offensive line, but yeah, you're supposed to rotate all your other skill guys, but it doesn't seem like they're giving themselves a, any fallback for a consistency plan. If it doesn't start off the right way, because they're playing teams, they're going to get punched in the mouth. Rams, Seahawks, uh, Niners, six games right there. I mean, right. Well, what I saw in the Arizona Cardinals when they were winning games early in the season is when Kyler Murray was successful on the ground himself. True. We saw Kyler Murray running multiple touchdowns in the first couple of weeks of the season, racking up a couple hundred yard games. And that's when they were successful. When he was contained and wasn't able to run is when the whole team kind of fell apart on offense. And his passing numbers really suffered because of that, because he was forced to stay in and try and make those traditional throws. And he didn't look as comfortable doing that. So they need to find a way to get him in space and to get him running 
Not saying they got to go the Lamar Jackson route where they're, they're planning runs for him uh, 13 to 15 times a game, but they do need to plan runs for him to get his motors going, to get comfortable, to get into the groove of the game. So that's what I think is going to have to happen for the Arizona Cardinals, but you also want to keep him healthy too. So there's that balance that I think any running quarterback is trying to really figure out. Well said. Yeah. Number nine, Jason. Number nine, I'm going to ask you, and you can only take one, but from the 2020 season to the 2021 season, what one team are you going to take to take the biggest leap forward this year? All right. If I don't get a cop out of saying one, but actually this one, okay, then it's going to be, I need to understand the question better. Are you talk about overall win percentage? Are you talk about shock and awe value, marketability, potential? I, know, I, think, right? I think you can just take, you can just take it as it is, I guess. Cause I think I have an answer for each one of those and it means different things for different organizations. Yeah. So overall, I'm going to take the easy answer and say chargers. Okay. Win total. I'm going to take the jets. Really? Yep. Um, Would they win one game last year. Yeah, that's, why, that's so also an easy one. So I guess they double and then it's double. And then well, that's uh, only plus one. And I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the other side of this coin. I'm gonna flip it on you. Say the biggest step backwards. Uh the team that has no identity and will not find an identity. The Chicago Bears. Close. The uh, Las Vegas Raiders. No, that's your team, man. I don't I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but I mean. Anyway, so Chargers is the easy answer for just team Chargers. in general. I mean, yeah. you've got the quarterback. We're excited about the new coach. Um, hopefully they find a way to win because we were talking about before podcast. This is a team the last two years. They've lost a ridiculous amount of games by one score or less. And that means you're right in those games with a roster that nobody really knows about. Right. So there's that. Um, They're the just Jets, sitting right on the edge. The Jets, they can't get any worse. So, you know, they can improve right. by 100% just by winning two games. Um, or maybe it's three games, right? Four games. Um, that's not going to be – the division's up for grabs a little bit more. Obviously, you got Buffalo dominating, and with an extra game, there's a chance either way. But you know, new identity, new edge, new quarterback, new life. We like Roberts a lot there too. We do. He brings some legitimacy to that coaching staff. Some receivers. They added another lineman. I mean, so you got the left side of that line should be nice. So they're trying to do it the right way. So I think that was an easier one too. And then the Raiders, man. I I don't know. I'm a Derek Carr guy. You're going to go back on the Raiders. I want to get excited about Gruden, but man, I mean, he's in year three of 10. It's going to be a long, I don't know what the hell Mayock's doing. Hey, they're getting fans. They're getting fans in uh Roomba stadium though. They're, they're not getting fans. They're getting clubbers. Dude, they're, that the engine, that, that end, end zone. In, in aces, dude. And they're going to be partying. Do you see that meme where uh, Derek Carr overthrows a bomb and knocks out a, a DJ? Oh my God. Oh my God. That's priceless, man. Why not? So, all right, that's where I'm at. I know I did exactly what you asked me not to do. So it's only fair yeah, that you get to do the same thing. No, I'm, I'm only going to take one because I did it last year and I'm going to do it again <laughs> this year. And I, uh, I, I, I hate myself for this because last year I was all in. I took their quarterback to be my MVP. And you know what? I might do it again this year. I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are going to win the division. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, dude, if, 
If it wasn't right last year. <laughs> you can't year, even get through this. Come on, If no. it wasn't right last year, I'm going to be right this year. The Dallas Cowboys, if Dak Prescott plays all of 17 games, they win the division. And you can't tell me otherwise. Okay. Every we'll team sucks in that division. Washington football team does not suck. They pretty much suck. They pretty much suck. Playoffs? Tyler Heineke? Well, if Heineke, a Heineken? if Heineke starts, then they'll be And Fitzmagic? I do like Fitzmagic. He's your boys. You got Samuel and McLaren. Uh, McLaren yeah, and McLaren. Curtis Samuel is a big pickup for them. Don't get me wrong. I think I, I think it'll be a nice uh, division race between those two. And the Eagles are largely a question mark. The Giants, I'm completely out on. Eagles, no chance. Um, but I think the Cowboys have so much room for improvement compared <laughs> to what they did last year that it's it's too easy of a team not to say that they're going to take the biggest step forward. Yeah. And they could be a eight or nine win team. Until he blows up that other ankle, easy. man, and you're going to be right here again. And then I'm just going to be crying again. 6,000 yards in the does, first five games. How does then... the damn team have so much talent and just can't win a damn game? It's just insane. Their head me. coach. It's up no further. Oh, my God. But he, he was a Super Bowl coach 10 years ago with the MVP. Just saying. He's, he's got the MVP now. Dak Prescott for MVP, Button. year two, the 53 podcast. So does that mean you just answered your number 10? Yeah, of course. Uh, number 10, Jason. Last question of the off-season burning questions. This is your early prediction for MVP. You can change your mind before the season when we actually do our predictions for all the awards. So this is just the early prediction, and it could very easily change in July or August or whenever we do that podcast. But I'm going to ask you right now, what is your early prediction for MVP? I'm going to answer your question with, with three answers. No, nope, I have an answer based on the answer to this question that you have for me. Did we pick the Madden cover athlete for 2022 or 2021, whatever the next Madden is? Did we? Did we? Do we know what it is? I don't know. I'm asking you, is it, do we have it? That's the yeah. only question that's prohibited me from answering this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Derek Henry. For real? Yeah. Oh. Really? I totally missed that one. I um, swear. I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, he ran for 2,000 yards. Yeah, and he's the king, and it's very marketable. All right, so I wasn't going that way with it. I definitely could see how that might be an option here. Um, but I'm going back on the revenge tour. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Ooh. Upgraded so? O-line. I know they lost a couple of guys, uh, but, I mean, the way that they lost that Super Bowl. No way, Sammy Watkins. No Sammy Watkins. But, you know, the offensive line was a problem. They went and invested. Uh, I mean, he's probably – dude, we were in that game. We should have been in that game. I'm not losing to Tom Brady again. I mean, I, I think there's no way he doesn't come off, come out pissed off. I don't care what half a billion dollars looks like. I like, I like your call there. I, I think that's a really good call. I did not see that coming out of you. And I am not going with Patrick Mahomes. You already went with Dak. I'm not going with Dak Prescott. You just you just wrote number nine. You spent your entire lot of time for number nine well, on saying, Dak's No, Dak, Dak, will get, Dak will get comeback player of the year. They're not going to give him both. He can be happy about that. And well, ask a Dallas Cowboys fan. They should give him both. Early prediction for MVP this year is the rational answer is Josh Allen. I was gonna say, do not say Lamar Jackson. No, dude. The rational, I, yeah, the I progression put, of things. I, I put all my chips in Lamar Jackson last year. Did not pay off. Not so butthurt. 
So I see, I see the Josh Allen thing. I mean, that is rational. He's got weapons another year, some more growth. I mean, last year we, we were talking about, I don't know if it was a regular podcast or it was a fancy podcast. We were talking about his stats and it was, he had in the last three years, he had literally doubled his touchdown production every year. Yeah. Uh, we saw how he is the entire offense, whether you want it to be or not passing, rushing, everything, creating. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he's going to double his touchdown production again, but uh, <laughs> I think he'd even a hundred touchdowns or something. Um, but I think, I think that's a very, who, who else is it going to be? Right. I mean, it could be, it could be him. It could be Mahomes. It's going to be a quarterback. We know that. Well, I mean, Kyler Murray, I think is a very good one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. We were riding that last year though, not MVP, but like Russell Wilson, once again, he, he, he took a big drop off, but he was, he was the favorite to win MVP at the halfway point last year. Did they get better though? I mean, there was all this DK Metcalf's third third year. Right, DK Metcalf was a stud. Again, this is my fantasy team talking to you directly. He was a stud for two thirds of the year, and then when they needed him, it was nothing. That's right. He, well, he got in the trap with Jalen Ramsey twice. That's right, and in the playoffs. Um, but I, the, who, who else do you throw in the ring? Uh, Lamar Jackson's got to be at least up there. No, I, I think, I think the sexiest thing this year Baker is be, Mayfield. Oh my God. All right. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I think that's going to be the thing anyway. That's probably going to be a great, great playoff game too. Kirk Cousins. What? Kirk Cousins had a great year last year. Justin Jefferson's already out on Kirk Cousins. We got a plan for after him. He said it. He said it. He said it. Yeah, because Kellen Mond's the next Dak Prescott. Kellen Mond's the next Patrick Mahomes. Don't buy stock from this kid, all right? Kellen Just Mond's, don't even bother. Kellen Mond's the next Dak Prescott has a kid with Patrick Mahomes. What? Just Say that again? What? If Dak Prescott... And Patrick Mahomes had a kid, it'd probably be Kellen Mond. I think Kellen Mond is half robot. Have you seen his highlights? Is he a robot? Dude's fast. He's fast, but his throwing is just so. Dude, he is fast. He does read option shit, and he's like, dude. Imagine in the backfield, Dalvin Cook, Kellen Mond. So he's like Kaepernick, but worse. No, but better because we'll better. win the Super Bowl, not lose the Super Bowl. Just saying. You, well, you, okay. Hey, I you should have just stuck with well, they won't lose the Super Bowl, and you can't lose the Super Bowl if you don't play if it. If you don't play it, <laughs> I will say this: we've been we've been talking about Minshew to Minnesota all off season, and now that's not happening because we don't need Minshew anymore because we got Kellen Mond. That's all that matters. That's that's an upgrade. Is he gonna have a Fu Manchu in short shorts? I wish, dude. It doesn't matter though. His last name's Mond. I don't know. It sounds cool. Mond. Kellen Mond. Mond. That's that's a different that's not this. That's anyway. Um my name's Mond. Yeah, this is not a cultural podcast as you're as you're uh, doing or pop culture or none of it. We try, but we often fall short because you know we're just regular guys. Well, we're regular guys who just broke down 10 off-season burning questions. 
pretty well too i think that felt good i think so too uh matthew stafford could be an mvp going back to the first question he also could not that's true <laughs> very well could not be mvp <laughs> anyway that has been it for the 53 podcast once again i am luke this is jason last words I just need football, man. If you say that every podcast, I I'll see. I'll say, I will make that my thing. I'll find I a think, new way to say it the same way every time. I think season three, you're like, or episode three, or week three. Keep it like, coming. Well, I, I need more of this. Like, dude, we just watched a game last night. Direct and check that. Like, give me more. I think he sleeps in this t-shirt too. Yeah, you should see my underwear. That's it. Bye. Deuces. See you next time.